0: This presentation is from UX Australia 2016, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Okay, right. Um, my name is uh, Sean Gardner. Um, I'm the Director of Strategy at uh, Hatch, and I also work with another company called Adapter. Um, we're based in, in Perth um, on the, the Swan River and the Old Swan Brewery, which means uh, dolphins and lots of beer. It's my only joke, so I expect to laugh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so this this project, it's uh, an app project which we did, which had a, a key uh, accessibility uh, focus. Um, and so this this uh, building here uh, was uh, two hundred seventeen million dollars worth. Of of work and um, it operates very similar to uh, an airport would um, in the sense that it uses something called a a, a dynamic bus stand management system. Um, So customers come in and then they they walk downstairs and it's an underground system and they sit in in the waiting area and they look up at the departure screen and um, on the departure screen they see their bus and then they see their bus is assigned to a stand. They get up and then they walk onto the bus, bus, and off they go. This system means that um, the the bus port can handle 50% more passengers than it could, even with the same number of of, uh, bus stands uh, that's there. And that's fantastic, unless you're blind or visually impaired. So this is the the problem that uh, the public transport um, of uh, Western Australia um, gave us uh, four months before the opening of the the building. So the first thing we wanted to do is uh, have a look around and see What are some of the other things that that people are doing out there? So I've got two examples uh, there up in the top um, and down here. So up at the top in San Francisco Airport um, and down the bottom in the London Underground, they've got a fantastic um, idea where they're they're using beacons uh, for for wayfinding. So uh, people walk around with their their mobiles and the beacons essentially tell people where they are. Um, Also on the the London Underground, um, they've developed an open wayfinding system So similar to the audio you get on your um, GPS in your car. Um, it will essentially uh, go through and tell you how to actually find your way around um, the, the the London Underground. And so that's an open standard that they're developing. Also some great work around signage, again, London Underground, where they actually sort of tell you and the normal passengers say, well, you know, actually some people need greater access to this area than what you do, and so the, the, the signage really helps. And, of course, we looked at lots of apps, and probably um, uh, Google Maps was probably one of the, the the best sort of examples of, of finding your way around on, on different transport systems, but we looked at tons. Um, we talked to people, which was good, um, especially as we're at this conference. It's probably a good thing to, to talk about. Um, so we we went in and we tested um, a couple of models. One of the, the models was... Um, essentially as as the, uh, the, the like the departure screens essentially showing all of the the different buses, and another one was essentially saying right okay i 'm only interested in this journey, and i 'm going to filter this out and so we were quite interesting do people want to plan or do people want to see everything? It was quite clear that people do plan, especially people with these these various uh, disabilities so that was critical. Uh, some of the other things that we, we found out um, is that you know how people do plan, how people orientate themselves into spaces. So people were actually, especially with guide dogs particularly, were using uh, smells of aromas at, at cafes to actually find their, their way around. Another uh, person we spoke to uh, really enjoyed the journey of the, the bus journey, um, actually feeling the, the, the turns and the bumps of the journey and experiencing the journey like that. And um, also just just how familiarity of of a particular journey is absolutely critical to to these users. So we took all of these together um, and uh, jotted them down, essentially all the the tasks and and user needs. And um, not surprisingly, we've got need, uh, we've got planning, planning detail, We've got uh, departure, journey, and arrival. And that's just the same as any of the, the other us. It's just the same. So if we deliver to these, these things for this accessible app, um, we're actually delivering to all the users anyhow. And so that's you know pretty clear. One of the other things I just want to point out also is that um, the uh, public transport of Victoria have done some fantastic work on this and, and probably worth actually having a look at some of their stuff. And they came up with similar models there. Um, developers were going to work on this, so we thought, well, let's make this a little bit simpler rather than like, digest the whole of WCAG uh, 2.0 guidelines. We simplified what the, some of the guidelines were, told them what keyboards, traps were, and, and things like this, just to make things very simple. We also developed some design principles. So, some of the key sort of principles that we were after here was to, well, let's help people plan. Um, let's give people relevant and timely information. And another one which came through quite a bit, let's not have clutter. And if there is detail, let's just have that as secondary. Then we actually came to uh, building a a prototype. So this was, uh, we only had four months, well, essentially three months, we had to do some testing as well. So this was the the minimum viable product, a dirty word to, to many. And what we, we did here was essentially uh, wanted to just get people, when they're down in the bus stand, get them to, to the right, uh, to, in the bus area, to the right bus stand. And so the first screen just focuses on, on that sort of planning, and so people can favour it sort of areas. The next one does show those, those all uh, different departures, and the last one actually enables people to, to, to ring up and actually have priority help. And if they're registered, they go straight through. So this is what we tested with users, and so we built an app, and so we tested it with these users, and I'm sure quite a few have probably done some user testing before. Um, Scott's here, um, he did some fantastic user testing on, on the Android products in particular where all I wanted him to do was just go to the top of the screen and just tap the all departures tab. That's all I wanted him to do. And I just watched him move his finger all the way up and then he moved back down, all the way up and moved back down. He couldn't find it. And the reason was because I had a search box just before there. And what he had in his mind, because he couldn't see the screen, is the search box obviously is at the top of the screen. But no, there were some tabs above there. So, based on that user testing, we made some some changes um, and some user testing of the other guys actually in the in the bus port itself, and then we actually released the app in time, so that's all great. Um, and, and then some of the other things that we did uh, that didn't quite make the MVP, which will hopefully come through to... Uh, the, the app um, is, some of these things will be merged into um, the, the, the TransPerth app itself. Um, planning detail, as I said, detail is secondary, so some of those things didn't make the, the MVP. But some of the planning detail, some of the service detail will be coming through. Another thing which I quite like, which is also on the roadmap, is that, um, so you've got these electronic uh, bus ports, but uh, help points, but all the way around the actual network itself, there's the opportunity of using your mobile as some of these these help points. So some of these things will be brought in. Uh, beacon technology for wayfinding around just like london underground are doing and beacons are already in that that bus port right now because we managed to sneak those in so that's part of the journey and then doing things like what uber do and that maybe actually starting to use some of the 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 data to to improve some of the services and the last two which are way off in the in the distance are, are things like uh, augmented reality to help Uh, essentially some sort of wayfinding or even to actually beginning to read out or clarify signage, which is there. But the key thing is, which I I guess I really want to make the point of, this was an accessible project, but essentially all of these things and all of these needs are the same needs as what anyone would would need. And so really by designing for for people with accessibility needs is just common sense because we're meeting those same needs. So that's me. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.